Dear God, uh, thank you for just the day that you've given us uh, to be together, uh, to be um, worshiping you, God. I pray that you use me to deliver uh, what you want our community to hear. Um, yeah, love you. Amen. So my name is Joshua, or Josh, or pretty much whatever you want to call me if you don't remember those names. Um, I am one of many Joshes. One of the Joshes, though, happens to be on staff and is usually one of the people preaching up here, but he had his second son, and so that's awesome. Yeah, so that's awesome. We're very excited for him. Uh, And then Leslie is one of our other staff members. I'm saying all of this because I do see a lot of new faces, so if I say something or intimidate you or just you think, how could they have this ugly person just be up here and talk all of this nonsense... Um, don't worry, I'm usually not up here. I'm usually up here uh, singing and not preaching. So um, I am very excited to be able to preach uh, today. Um, So we're going to dive into Luke 19, uh, verses 1 through 10. You might be familiar with this one. This is the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. So it's Luke 19, Verses 1 through 10. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and start reading it. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Cool stuff, right? Well, I know that like probably about 25 to maybe 50% of you maybe zoned out in the second half of this. So uh, what we're going to do just to um, like help reinforce it is I'm going to get Jessica and Becca up here. And we're going to do the... Um, we're going to do the kids' version of this. The Zacchaeus was a wee little man. So I want everybody to stand up. Stand up. Everybody stand up. If you know it, shout it out loud and be happy for it, right? Okay. We got to do the hand motions. If you don't know the hand motions, just make your own. See what feels right. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior walked that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Yay, everybody go ahead and sit down. Cool. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Becca, for embarrassing yourselves with me. So great. I feel like this is a great time to mention that 
this podcast is recorded, not with video, but with audio, so my parents, who are probably listening to this, um, do not have to see that and not have to be as embarrassed for me. Uh, (laughs) um, But do what? Ain't that a shame. Ain't that a shame. Uh, So (laughs) we're going to go ahead and break down a little bit of what we just read and a little bit of what we just sang. And so in verse 1, it says that Jesus was passing through Jericho. So he was passing through Jericho, but he was on his way to Jerusalem. If you read a little bit later uh, through this, um, he actually ends up staying in Jericho because of this encounter with Zacchaeus, and there just happens to be some other things. He stays in there a little bit longer, but the whole intention was to just go to Jerusalem because that's where the triumphal entry, you know, Palm Sunday, all of this stuff is it's leading up to that. That's where he's headed to and eventually to be crucified. So the goal was just originally just to pass through Jericho, and then he decided to stop for Zacchaeus. He rearranged his schedule to make sure that Zacchaeus was seen and that Zacchaeus was loved. And just a side note, can we just stop for a moment and and think about the Zacchaeus as in our time, in our world, um, who... We're doing our life, we're, we're going to the grocery store, we're, you know, we, it's a busy day at work, whatever that may be, do we stop for a moment and, and see that Zacchaeus, whoever that may be, whether it's somebody on the side of the road, or if it's just a coworker uh, who's having a really bad day and they're already kind of annoying. Um, that's, that's who we should be thinking about here. But who was Zacchaeus here? We know that he was short. A wee little man, right? We know that he was a wee little man, but we also know that he was a tax collector, not just any tax collector, but the chief tax collector. I did a little bit of, like, research um, and copy-pasted from an article. So excessive Roman taxes were a very hot topic in Jesus' day, and tax collectors were working directly for the Roman occupation. There were no laws, no laws at all, that protected the hard-working taxpayers Either they, The people were required to pay large amounts of taxes to a cruel foreign government, and the tax collectors openly, openly added extra for themselves. Everybody knew that was the case. Even the Roman government knew that was the case, but nobody cared. Um, Zacchaeus was very rich, and he became rich by using his position as chief tax collector, so he was in charge of other tax collectors, um, to take as much as he wanted. This left people overtaxed, and resentful of him, the man who was stealing from them, and ordering other people to also steal from them. And since he had full support of the Roman authorities, the people were powerless to stop him. So Jesus picks him and says that he is valuable, he's worth being around, and he's worthy of having a host home for the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus. And so how would you respond if someone like this was handpicked by our Lord and Savior among an entire crowd of people? Because shortly after this, Jesus is praised as Israel's Savior. And Palm Sunday, right? He's, he's praised to be the Messiah. And then he does, goes and does this. And like, what is he thinking? It'd be like if the Avengers decided to have a coffee date with Thanos. Okay? Maybe not the best imagery there, but I feel like that's a pretty good one. Well, the people responded to this invitation extended to Zacchaeus with just distaste and shock. Um, verse 7 in particular uh, says that, and so, you know, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Another translation says, 
He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. The message version is my favorite of this uh, because it says, what business does he have getting cozy with this crook? Yeah, like, that's a little bit more like, oh, shoot, like, that's a, that's a real way to, like, talk about Zacchaeus. Um, that's, that's some mean stuff. Um, but how can we hope for people to change their hearts to Christ if we think this way? If we think that this person is no good, that they, they're, never, they're always going to be that way, how can we expect them to change their hearts to Christ if we think that there's just no way, if we limit who God is? Um, you know, this is something that I struggle with myself, that I constantly um, limit who, what God could do through somebody because of what that person is currently doing, what they have already done. Um, and I think we all do that, right? So that's why I have this white little book here, because I think it started with Leslie told Hannah, my wife Hannah, to uh, check out this book. It's called Unshockable Love, and then Hannah started reading it and telling me about it, and it's really good. Um, I definitely recommend the Bible first, but um, if you want a, you know, a good supplement book to just add into your reading what? How do you say that word? Repertoire. There we go. I shouldn't be using big words. Uh, <laughs> so this book is really great. It's written by John Burke. I'm just showing it around just so you can be able to see it and what it looks like if you uh, end up wanting to get it later. But um, in it, uh, the, the reason why it's called Unshockable Love is that we should have a love that is not so easily shocked by the things that people do. Um, they use the imagery of at the beginning of this book of the prodigal son. Do you have that picture uh, pull, can, that you can pull up? So there's this, um, you can kind of see it. I tried to pick a very bright version of this photo, um, so you can kind of get it. Um, but this is the prodigal son. It's like this old masterpiece painting, one of a kind. It's a huge painting, too. Like It's like six and a half feet wide, eight and a half feet tall. It's massive, beautiful uh, painting that's in like St. Petersburg, Russia. Um, again, one of a kind painting, and it portrays the prodigal son, the return of the prodigal son, um, and Jesus, one of Jesus' parables. And again, it's a masterpiece, right? It's beautiful. If you had saw this painting just outside of the G-Deck here in that dumpster, torn up with mud all over it, um, because it rained yesterday, so it could have mud on it, right? Um, and it is just absolutely just filthy. You're going to still grab it, right? It's a masterpiece. Like, it's worth millions of dollars. Like, that's a, that would be a no-brainer to grab it. But you're not a, like, master restorer, right? Like, you, I don't think any of us know how to restore a masterpiece to its original thing. I mean, maybe Aaron. Maybe Aaron could. But that's, I, I mean, even he's shaking his head, so probably not. So why do we expect people... Um, to be able to be restored by us because we're not a master restorer. We should be relying on God, the master restorer, for that. That's what this book is always, it's, it's coming up, covering, covering, yes, that's what this book is covering is that we should have an unshockable love for people that is not just um, forcing them to have to change before they can be loved by God and loved by us, that they can come as they are um, to our church to, uh, to each and every one of us and be loved and seen as a valuable masterpiece of God that, um, yeah, that is loved. So let's take a moment to, I got off track, um, and so I'm like making sure my notes all still track. Um, yep, so let's take a moment to think about your life. 
Jesus looks past the mud to just simply say that you're valuable. He looks past the mud in your life and he says that you are valuable. You're worth being with despite all of the mud. You do not need to prove yourself to me. That's a quote from this book. That's really good stuff. Do you look past the mud in people's lives? We are all dirty with sin. And we cannot try to limit what God is capable of in changing hearts and lives. Another quote from this book is, uh, Each person is a beautiful creation of God, a masterpiece. God sees what one day they could be and should be. I want to say the last part again. God sees what one day each person could be and should be. And I want to read just one more quote here. It's a little bit of a longer one, so I'm just going to read directly from the book. God sees a masterpiece waiting to be revealed in Christ. He sees a spirit chipping away anxiety to reveal peace, chiseling off impatience and rage to reveal a calm kindness, stripping off empty pride and hollow self-promotion to reveal a powerful, other-centered love, hacking away the chains of addiction to free and release self-control, polishing off the ugliness of self-centered ways to reveal the luster of self-giving mercy and love. God sees a masterpiece in you. In each and every one of us, he sees a masterpiece in what you could be because of what he's able to do through each and every one of us. Sin does bring a lot of mud into our life, whether that is self-inflicted um, from others and um, the unfortunate things that go on in this world or just a mix of both. God still sees that masterpiece underneath all of that mud. Know this good news and believe that. If this is good news for you, though, this is also good news for everyone, everyone, and that no one could be limited from this good news that God wants you to come as you are and be loved by him before any change need be made. If we think about all of the people in the Bible that Jesus approaches, the lepers, the blind people, all of these different people that he healed, he did not say, be healed, okay, now you can come hang out with me. It was they came to Jesus first. They touched him, they interacted with him, whatever it was. They were loved by him and seen by him, and then a change happened after that. How am I already at the end of my notes? I talk so fast. I'm so sorry. I have a few challenges for us. We must love those that are lost before we ever expect them to clean up their life. For those that are in discipling relationships, don't expect these changes in a person to happen overnight or even a few months. It's going to take time for people to change, but let God do that changing. Let you do the loving that comes from God. We must gladly receive those who want to see Jesus regardless of their differences. That one's hard for me to hear because there are a lot of differences in people a lot of different types of people in this world um, and just some people that really just get on your nerves. There's nothing wrong with them as a person. They're still very nice people. Man, they're just annoying. <laughs> Jesus still says we need to receive them and love them. Yeah. Let people come as they are. Let Jesus be the master restorer. There's this passage from the book that, or this question from the book or challenge from this book, whatever you want to call it, 
um, that I'm going to read out. And it's, uh, well, so I'm going to read out different kinds of people that you might feel uneasy or uncomfortable striking up a conversation with. And I want you to ask God to show you why you feel this way and why these categories, these labels on people could limit God's work through you. A drug addict, a lesbian, a liberal, a conservative, a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a vocal Christian, a gay couple, a convicted felon, a stripper, a convicted molester, a vocal atheist, someone of a different culture or ethnicity, a quote-unquote successful person or a quote-unquote beautiful person, a person with disabilities or a troubled person. Take a moment to just think to yourself, why do I feel this way about these different types of people? Why do I feel like I maybe couldn't have a conversation with somebody in one of these labels or categories? And then ask God not only to show you that, but ask God to change your heart in that, that they are worthy of love from God beyond any kind of mud that you may see, that God sees past that, and you ask God to help you see past that. So take just a moment to think on that. Let us be a church that is not shocked by the sin in people's lives. Let people come as they are, just as Jesus said. Let us be a church that welcomes, embraces, and shows the life-changing love of Jesus. Only then can we expect any change in a person's life. Let me pray. God, thank you for your love, a love that is not shocked by the the things that I could do or any of us could do uh, to each other, to you, God, that you don't run away from us, that you don't distance yourself from us, that you say, come to me. And if it's in a hurry, uh, God, that you, you welcome us with open arms. Um, God, just thank you for that love. And I ask that you um, push us to challenge us to um, love others just like you do, that we are a come-as-you-are church to uh, every person here. And, and people that come week after week, that we uh, invite them to come as they are, that they are welcomed here, that they are loved here, that you don't need to change, they don't need to clean up themselves to be loved by Jesus, that they are just welcomed and truly loved by Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Good. Amen. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Okay, okay, cool. Thanks. Leslie's going to do the announcements, but I have one announcement from me and Garvin with Worship Team. Um, We do not have a sign-up link just yet, but...
fall signups are coming. Uh, check out the uh, Mighty Network social media page if you are interested in signing up for worship team. Um, if you have not done worship team before, or you're currently a part of worship team, you've done it in the past, whatever that may be, you got to sign up in order to be a part of the fall semester. So be on the lookout for our social media. We're probably going to be talking about this for the next like three weeks, though, on Sunday announcements. So sign up, keep your eyes open, and we'd love to have you a part of worship team. That's it there. Josh, thank you for that sermon. Uh, thank you for helping us to see the story of Zacchaeus and apply that in our own lives. I think that was really helpful. But I'm also mad at you because you stole my thunder. I was going to get to announce that Ari was born, and then you go out there and say it. So pretend like you didn't hear what he said. So on Wednesday, July the 27th, Ari Lawrence Robinson made his entry into the world. And we are so excited to have a new baby in the family. So we have a meal train sign up. If some of you haven't seen that, that is on the Denton North Ladies Group Me. If you don't have access to that and you want to help or if you can't figure out how it works, if you'll see me or Melissa Quapple, we can help you get signed up for that. But we just want to do that to help them out um, while they are taking care of Ezra and Ari. And then and be praying for Ari as well. They've been having to take him back to the hospital each day to get his bilirubin counts checked. And so just that those will level out so that they don't have to keep doing that and he can be the healthy, happy little boy he was meant to be. Okay, first announcement is that the All Church Families Swim Party is this Saturday, okay? So we will not be meeting again before this happens. So it's in Louisville. It's from 6 to 8. It's free. It also has always traditionally been swimming and ice cream. So if you have an ice cream freezer, bring some homemade ice cream with you. If you don't, ice cream freezers are very cheap and they're wonderful to have. People don't get homemade ice cream very often. But if you don't have an ice cream freezer, you can bring cookies or candy or toppings or something to go with that. So bring your towels, bring your swimsuits, Brad. Oh, sorry. You can just guess. It's in Louisville somewhere. Just drive around till you find it. So it is at Sun Valley Aquatics Center in Louisville. That information is also on Mighty Networks, and it is also in the newsletter. So if you can't see it there, you will be able to see it those other places. Also, if you get caught and you're like, I don't know where this is, feel free to text me. I'll be happy to help you find us. And so will Brad. You can text Brad, too. He will have no clue where we are, but he'll find out. He'll tell you to call me is what he'll say. Um, the Psalms 119 worship night is going to be Sunday, August the 14th. That's at 6 o'clock at the Trotters. We need you to bring a physical Bible, not a Bible on your phone. We need you to bring something to kneel on, so like maybe a pillow or a mat or something like that. 
and then also a journal. We will be leaving all electronic devices in the car or at your house, or maybe they'll just have a basket you can put them in when you walk in the door, and we'll give them back to you when you leave. But this is going to be a really cool time of worship, and it's going to come from Psalms 119. We'll be using uh, recordings with that as well. I mean, so what I would I would encourage as many as of you as can to be there. Focus t-shirts. Focus t-shirts need to be ordered by August the 2nd. That's early this week. So make sure that if you want one of those, you go to focus, anyfocus.org, back, not backslash, slash shirts. See, Josh, this is the ticket to the whole front slash backslash thing, is you just say slash. You don't have to say front or back. And then it'll have all your options there. So if you have any questions about that, contact any of the focus staff, um, but you want to get those ordered. Guys, that is a great way to support focus. Like you can wear your shirts to church on Sunday in support of that. You can wear them out in public and people will say, what is focus? And you can tell them. Fellowship of Christian <laughs> University students, not to be confused with Fellowship of Catholic University students, because they're both focused. So, there we go. Okay, Mighty Networks. Guys, if you have not switched to Mighty Networks yet... <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you haven't switched to Mighty Networks yet, you're cut off because we closed the Facebook page. So there is no Facebook, so you need to get on Mighty Networks. What? <laughs> no idea, no idea. There is a video that tells you how that platform works and also tells you why we're making the change over to that. And then the last thing is giving. You can give online. Um, you can set that up through Tithely to be a recurring donation, but we don't pass the baskets here anymore, so you can just go online and do that if you are so inclined um, to help out with the expenses we have. So I'm going to... Oh, oh it, it's not on the schedule, so I didn't know we had it. Okay, well, I... Oh, the, the, that shepherd's prayer. I thought you were saying something else. <laughs> okay. Shepherd's prayer night has been moved from August the 1st to August the 8th. It's going to be at the Hollingsworth's home. It's going to be at 7 o'clock. And we're going to practice together a form of prayer called conversational prayer. So for those of you that don't know, this is something that we do once a month. The shepherds, uh, Don and Kurt, lead that for our church. And it's just a time to come and pray about specific things. Maybe it's something on your heart in your own life. Maybe it's something for the church. But we're going to be practicing conversational prayer this time. So that's August the 8th. Okay, did I miss anything else? Are there any other announcements I didn't get? Go back to what? Oh, can you go back to the giving slide? Oh, there we go. So you can give on the church website through Tithely, or you can give on Venmo.
either one. I always forget Venmo. I don't have Venmo. I know. I do have Cash App, though. If you want to send me money, you can find me on Cash App. It is. I don't even remember. <laughs> you can use my phone number. Okay, I wanted to send you guys out uh, with a blessing and a thought today. So I'm going to read that, and then Garvin and the praise team are going to come back up and end us with a song, okay? So what I love about the story of Zacchaeus that Josh was telling us about this morning is just that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, And as we go out, there are people all around us that just want to see Jesus. And they may not even know that it's Jesus they want to see, but it's what he offers that they're looking for. And we just get to point people to him. That's what it means to go and make disciples, point people to Jesus, teach them who he is, teach them how much he cares and loves them, how much he values them, what a masterpiece they are to him. And the verse I want to send you out with is the last verse from what Josh preached on, Luke 19, 9 and 10. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Isn't that cool? Isn't that what we want for people, that today salvation comes to their house? Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost, and he gave us that same mission. So that's what I want to send you out with today. Okay, praise team, finish us off. Thanks for joining us for our sermon podcast. We would love for you to join us on Sunday morning or in one of our small groups during the week. And you can get more information about that at DentonNorthChurch.com.